Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Half Hour Core podcast, hosted by me, Harry Sutherland. Please be aware this podcast may contain strong language. Going forward in this series of interviews, I'll be talking to professionals across the industry who will give us their stories and also an insight into the arts industry today. A great way to see the country and going forward the world is to tour. Despite people saying the heart of UK theatre is the West End, touring theatre makes some of the country's best shows to be seen by a great audience a terrific thing. My guest today has managed to have a diverse CV within the musical theatre, touring and also in London's West End. It is, of course, Jade Davis. After graduating from the Erdang Academy, Jade has made a successful career in musical theatre. Some of her credits include understudy Cosette in Les Mis at the Queen's Theatre, Sister Mary Robert in Sister Act, Maria in West Side Story and more. Good afternoon Jade Davis, how are you doing? <laughs> Hello, I'm really good thank you, how are you? I'm not too bad, it's lovely to lovely to see you. And you as well, thank Can you I for ask having a question? me on. Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question before we start? Because Davis is a Welsh name, so are you Davies or Davis? Well, it's spelt Davies, but it's, I say Davis. I literally have this conversation with so many people. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I say Davis because that's what I've said my whole life, but it is spelt Davies. Yeah. Okay. Is it one of those things as well with your family? You're like, nope, it is Davies, but you yeah. say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, every time. <laughs> so how's the lockdown and the pandemic been for you? Are you okay? Are you safe? Yeah, I'm completely safe. I've been in London the whole time. Um, yeah, I've just been hibernating, really, not really doing much. Um, trying to keep, you know, busy here and there with, like, singing online and doing bits and bobs like that. But, yeah, other than that, I've watched a lot of telly. Um, <laughs> I've baked a lot. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, like banana bread and stuff. I'm, I'm like a pro now at it. <laughs> oh, no, I do love a good bit of banana bread, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's amazing. So tasty. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's been totally fine, to be honest. Um, obviously, just trying to keep as safe as possible and hoping everyone else is safe. It's been hard because I haven't been able to go home to Wales like this whole year. But um, hopefully I'll get to go home potentially at Christmas. I still don't know, really. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed. Oh, great. And, you know, thanks to Zoom and FaceTime, I imagine it makes life a whole lot easier to see the family, right? Uh, it really does. I love technology. Because <laughs> uh, without technology, like, I, do, I did so many quizzes over lockdown with my family and, like, my sister and, like, all my family. Yeah, it was just amazing. It was brilliant. Um, like, every two weeks, I think we did it. So we kept in touch a lot. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I was really grateful for that because otherwise I would have hardly seen them, like, at all. So, hmm. yeah. Great. Well, could you mind if we uh, start off today with some quick fire questions, a little get to know you kind of thing? Yeah, go for it. Right, here we go. Don't worry. Some people get really okay. nervous. I know, I am nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so, tea or coffee? Tea. Pre-show tea or post-show drink? Post-show drink. <laughs> Green room or dressing room? Dressing room. Text or caller? Text. Would you travel to the past or to the future? Past. Musical or play? Musical. Classic or modern? Classic. Summer or winter? Winter. Would you rather change someone's mind or read someone's mind? Ooh, read someone's mind, I think. That's a good shout, to be fair. Yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> and the last one, who's your favourite music artist? 
my favorite music artist or is that too big a question to, <laughs> no no do you know what I really I, I love Ariana Grande like I love her so much oh, okay. like she inspires me with all her like like riffs and like just her like voice is just insane and just listen to her and I'm like right I've got to try and practice that song and do it like her and yeah she, she's amazing yeah mm. she's a I powerhouse as well right she is she is yeah she's incredible yeah mm. but yeah there's loads really but mainly her I think <laughs> don't you think that's what like another good thing that's come out of lockdown is that Spotify has opened my eyes to so many different genres of music I've never oh my god to. yeah yeah I did I actually did a quiz with my family and it was like the, I think I picked the um theme like um intros to like movies and things like that and like guess them guess the music behind the movie or whatever and honestly I, I spent all day doing it and I was in my element I loved it so <laughs> much <laughs> I loved it that's brilliant. I mean, talking about your family, I want to kick off today with asking about your childhood because you grew up in North Wales, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I grew up in North Wales. I went to primary school and high school in North Wales and I actually did all my schooling in Welsh because that's my first language. So you can um, speak Welsh? Yeah, I can. Yeah, can I prod you for a bit of Welsh, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what should I say? Diolchfawr am calfi ar you. Which means thank you so much for having me on the show today. <laughs> oh, you're more than welcome. What's it teaching you? What was that again? What was it? Um, Dioch and Vauriaun. So Dioch and Vauriaun. Dioch and Vauriaun. Let's move on. It's such a hard language. Like You have to learn it from little because it's just so like wordy and like different parts of your mouth, like where you speak it and stuff. Like it's really difficult. But yeah, so I did like, primary school and high school in Welsh and then I went down to London at 16 um to study musical theatre wow so mm. so can you speak fluent Welsh then like could you have a whole day in Welsh yeah yeah I think I spoke Welsh first before I spoke English because my dad's fluent um but my mum and my mum understands it but she doesn't speak it so it was kind of a very bilingual household um it's amazing yeah it was really cool like I still find it really fascinating that I can speak two languages <laughs> yeah put it on yeah. the CV man whack it on the CV well I, I do and, and and it's been really handy to be fair because I've done a lot of Welsh concerts and um Welsh TV bits and bobs so it's been really um really handy actually mm. so were you were you acting in school were you interested in acting in school or yeah you... yeah I honestly from such a young age I didn't really want to do anything else like it there, there was no question that I was going to do um, theatre. I loved doing my dancing and singing lessons and acting lessons and going to amateur dramatic groups and stuff and putting on shows. And I think as well, like when I was really little, I'd make my mum and dad like pay five pounds to come into the living room so I could like do a show for them. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> me and my sister used to do it like every year it was brilliant um so yeah like I just kind of discovered really young like watching Disney and singing along and I think my mum just kind of went oh she's got quite a good voice she, she should go for singing lessons or dancing lessons so yeah I was put in and just fell in love with it then really mm. was there a big theatre scene then around where you lived or not really not really no they really do try and push for it but there's not much going on at all it it was it was quite um sparse actually and like there was there's a couple of amateur dramatic groups I went to the best one personally um we put on like things like 
High School Musical and what else did we do? Bugsy Malone and things like that. And honestly, those summers of doing the summer shows were just the best years of my life. They were amazing. And mm. obviously meeting so many wonderful people and friends and, and people who have gone on from North Wales to do what I do now as well. So, yeah, mm. it was great. It was so much fun. Wow. So, so how did you hear about Erdang then? You know, a little, a little girl in North Wales. How did she hear yeah. about the big city of London? <laughs> I know. It was, it was a really scary time because I didn't know anyone really in London. Um, but I just knew that I wanted to go there because it was the best of the best. Like I needed to train in London and hopefully get jobs in London. But I basically just did some research, like asked a few friends kind of opinions and things like that and I ended up actually doing a one-year foundation course at Bird College first mm-hmm. um so actually I've had four years um of training which I was lucky because I was so clueless like going down to London and so naive like I didn't really know what I was getting myself into and to be honest I was a very shy like teenager so I found it quite difficult to like leave home and um yeah just kind of the the move was quite difficult but um yeah I got through it and it it was amazing like especially Erdang Erdang I went obviously on to do um three years at Erdang after Bird Mm. um and it was incredible like just the teaching and the experiences you get and it was everything I could have dreamed of really yeah Mm. it was it was amazing do you remember yeah. your audition process for Birds and Erdang? Were you up and down the train for flying across the Wales or was it online? My poor, my poor mum and dad, like they, they had to drive me like every other weekend to do these auditions for colleges and things. I did so many, like I auditioned for loads of colleges. And when I got into Bird, I didn't get in anywhere else because obviously I was so young and like I said, like really shy and like painfully shy. Um, but I remember the process for Erdang, you had to sing first and then you kind of went in to do a dance call. And then actually you they like did a big cut like from the day. So some people went on to do like an interview with like the principal and some didn't. And I remember thinking, oh, I really, really, really want to go here. Like it would be amazing. And then I got to go and do an interview. So I was like, oh, please, this, this would be amazing. And then yeah three I think it was three weeks later I found out I got a scholarship to go which was wow so yeah I was really really lucky because like I said like I don't think I would have been able to afford to go without um funding Mm. um so yeah I was just yeah incredibly lucky and it was the best three years ever I loved it so much so after your first year at Bird then, did you try audition for three years or did you think now I'd like to try somewhere else then for three years? Yeah, I I, I, want, I liked Bird, but it wasn't, it wasn't really for me. It was very dance based and I wanted more of an all round training. Um, I didn't feel like the musical theatre side was suit, like suited me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I went to audition for Erdang, I was like, God, this is so amazing. Like just the teachers seemed like incredible and I just I just loved the atmosphere I felt like I was at home mm. um so yeah I did go for the three years at Bird but I'm I wanted Erdang um more so yeah brilliant and w- what was your memories of Erdang like because I've, I've had some friends go there and everyone just speaks so highly oh my god it was just amazing like just meeting the, the most amazing friends and I just remember getting so many amazing opportunities like to sing 
for casting directors before even leaving college and things like that. And it was just top-notch training, really. Um, I was obviously really nervous to start with. Like I said, I was really shy and everyone's got such big personalities and you walk into the room. But yeah, I kind of grew in, grew into it. And um, yeah, I just it's just something I'll never forget, really. And I, I, I sometimes go back and teach there. Um, oh, yeah, and I and I I love it. Yeah, it's amazing, and there's so many talented students there now. It's it's amazing. Mm. So, can, yeah. can you talk to us then about your process of leaving? Then, were you signed straight away, or what was that process like after showcase and stuff? Yeah, I was really lucky actually. Um, I was obviously in my third year, and we'd done. I think we'd done like link dance, uh, which was like a showcase just for dancing, and then you do like a showcase of acting and then you do a musical at the end um and I didn't actually get to finish third year because I got Les Mis halfway through my third year wow um, yeah which was honestly like I can't even ex- explain to you how amazing that, that feeling yeah. was because I remember I was quite disappointed actually with the part I'd been given in my third year like musical show I was like oh it's not really enough for me to like showcase and get an agent but Erdang had an in-house agent as um at the time and they were actually putting me up for Les Mis at the time so I just stayed with them um when I when I left and went like um into Les Mis and stuff but yeah it was really weird because my third year like team were like rehearsing their third year show and actually I was rehearsing Les Mis in the other in the other room at Erdang it was Brilliant. it was yeah mind-blowing really I still can't believe I've, I've you done remember that your first day in rehearsals for Les Mis oh my god yeah yeah I do it was just I just I just never thought I'd ever get it like I was th- I was thinking oh little old me like I'll just be going for it and I'll probably try for it for three years and maybe get in it one day but never ever like, did I think I'd ever get in lamers at like leaving college, like ever? Mm-hmm. Um, especially doing like first cover cassette and a swing, like it was just yeah, a bit overwhelming. Um, and I think I cried about it for like two weeks when I found out <laughs> I got the job. And obviously, like it was so many talented, incredible actors in one room, and I was just like, wow, I can't believe. I'm just lucky to be here. So, yeah, it was before amazing. We, before we talk about your time on Les Mis, um, mm. you know, part of this podcast is to um, it's for like younger people who are learning about the industry and stuff. Yeah, talk to us about the difference between a swing, an alternate, a first cover, and all all those different words that we hear. Can yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So, I I go when I went into Les Mis, I obviously had my first swing job, and it was quite overwhelming because I had altogether nine tracks to learn so it means that if someone's on holiday in the ensemble or someone goes off sick or anything like that you go on for their track um and it sometimes can mean like say if you've got five people off you're mixing between five tracks um in one show it's 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 crazy but you get used to it and it's just about learning where to stand and like what line to sing and things like that. It is a hard, hard, but rewarding job. Um, I would say, um, alternate is when, say, when I did Phantom, for example, um, Christine has an alternate because it's such a huge thing. Um, they need an extra person to take two shows a week. Um, so the other person will take the other 
um, shows in the week. Um, so they just take it in turns, basically. They kind of share the role. Um, and then you've got first covers, second covers. Um, yeah, they're just there. Like I was first cover Cosette, so I would go on if the person playing Cosette was like on holiday or went off sick or sometimes you get thrown in mid-show like it's quite scary but um it's just a thrill like it's it's amazing and like at the end when you're bowing it's just so rewarding when you hear mm. the audience like clapping and stuff yeah it's just amazing I'm, I'm still trying to get over that nine tracks I mean oh oh god yeah it I was, mean the most I've ever had to like, learn was three I, I couldn't imagine really I know I know <laughs> and I didn't know really I didn't really get taught properly what a swing was in college. I think they do more on it now, but back then we didn't really like cover it very well. Um, so I was a bit clueless, if I'm honest. So I learned on the job. You, you always learn things on the job anyway, um, but this was kind of a lot to take on. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you, get, you get there in the end after you've done all the tracks <laughs> brilliant thanks for that so so back to lame is then do you remember your first time going on i do actually it was i think it was because being a swing i was an offstage swing so that means you don't go on stage unless someone needs you to fill in mm-hmm. um which very like it sounds like you're off stage a lot but you're not like you're always on stage um there's always someone off or, or whatever um I've totally forgotten the question. What did you ask? Was that when you first went on for... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, was ter- I was obviously terrified and I was very young, but luckily I had um, everyone around me kind of guiding me, um, helping me out, like kind of like, you know, giving me little hints for me to do this or whatever. Um, so it really helped me out. But I, to be honest, it was a massive blur. Um, the same with like going on for Cosette the first time. I literally don't remember it at all because mm. it was just so overwhelming and like you at one point because that has the whole stage to herself and she's just out singing and it, it I was like oh my god this is like London's West End like what the hell am I doing <laughs> <laughs> this is mental but yeah it is it, it was just incredible like the whole experience really mm. and how, how long were you on that job then um I stayed on it for two years I I could have stayed on it for longer but I was like I just need to go and spread my wings and kind of see what else is out there because I was so yeah I left I think I was 22 when I left um so I was still very young and you know I wanted to try and get as much on the CV as possible um which I'm glad now because I went on to do uh, a lot more of the things um but I'd love to go back one day (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'd definitely go back (laughs) so if any of the casting team are listening (laughs) (laughs) maybe one day (laughs) so did you go into sister act from there then I did uh that was only a month's job it was at the Gordon Craig theatre actually but it was again such an amazing experience because it was a lead character um and like leading kind of a show It, it, it was amazing and obviously the songs in the show I was obsessed with singing them like constantly singing them but yeah, that was amazing, but it was sad that it only lasted um, a month, really. It was mm. quite short-lived, um, but still amazing, all in all, yeah. Yeah, so w- w- what was your first tour then? Was it... Well, my my it was... research is crap, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I did, um, so I think it was a month later I started rehearsals for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, wow. um, which was one of the 
funniest jobs of my life. It was such, it was such a long job. It was 17 months of touring wow. um, and 17 months of living out of the suitcase. And it was, it was hard work, but um, it was, it was incredible because the people on the job just made it so, so special. And um, I was actually going through a breakup at the start of that job. So oh, I no. had, yeah, so I have like, good and bad memories but I was just so glad that I had such a long contract to go that I was distracted with and I could like go away and not think about things <laughs> and stuff um so yeah it was it was a quite an emotional roller coaster that job but um yeah how did you the, find the touring then for the first time how was that oh my god I loved it I absolutely loved it I loved moving around um and like just seeing all of, like going all over the UK and seeing different things like that. Um, and also going to Ireland and like Scotland and places like that. It was, it was really, really cool. It was hard because we only sat down in venues for like 10 days at a time. So it was a lot of moving around. Um, and we only had four weeks, I think, off in the whole job. So, wow. um, yeah, so it was like a week here and there. Um, so it was tiring and obviously it was a, it's a heavy based kids show. So we had to rehearse a lot um, bringing new kids in and rehearsing them. And we, I think we had like a team in each venue because of this group um, kids number. So it was, it was long hours, but honestly, we just had the best time. The people on the job just made it like mm. the best ever. So, yeah. <laughs> what was it like to work with a car? I have to ask. I have to ask. Oh, do you know what? <laughs> it was such a pain in the arse. <laughs> no joke. Like there were days where it just wouldn't go. Like it just would not want to go. And we'd have to have backup plans. Like every venue, like if it just decided to get stuck up in the air or stuck on the ground. Sorry. It was a very, very technical show to tour. Like probably one of the hardest like shows to tour really with a flying car um but when it did work it was amazing and we, we didn't really get to go in it either because you had to be like I think you had to be like a certain weight and stuff like that and it was all measured around like the leads and things so we mm. never we never got to go in it but it was amazing when it worked properly <laughs> mm. I mean it's such a yeah. shame that like I imagine mostly because of the, the running cost that that show doesn't come out a bit more it's such a shame yeah, yeah, I know, I know it, yeah. Um, it, it, I kind of would want to, I would want to do it again if maybe I was covering a lead, but at the time, I was kind of, I kind of looked more like the kids than the lead, than the leading <laughs> lady. Like, I'm quite a small human, and I have quite like a high-pitched voice, so I would get away with covering the kids, but not the lead, do you know what I mean? So I'd want to do, I'd want to wait until... Mm. um yeah until that came out again what, what were you in as there then were you just ensemble? ensemble yeah ensemble but it was a really heavy based like um ensemble show so I got to do a lot um and I played the dead mum which was quite cool so obviously the Jemima and Jeremy have a dead mum and I got to sing her part for some of the tour um so yeah that was fun um yeah <laughs> I, want to, I want to come back to something you touched on earlier on I want to come back to that which is Phantom 
Okay. Yeah. Was that was that after Chitty then? Was it or when or is my time yeah, that, really? Missed? That was after. Yeah, that was after Chitty. I think that was six months later. I found out I got Phantom. That it was. That was a crazy um, experience. I literally only went in once um, to audition. Really? It was. Yeah, it was odd because I went in. And I had to sing on the stage at Her Majesty's Theatre. And that was just overwhelming. I was so nervous. And I was like, I'm never going to get this in a million years. Like, it's literally not even in my reach. What um, were you going up for? Do you remember what, what you were going in the room uh, for? I was going up for swing. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going up for swing. And um, I remember three weeks later getting a phone call from my agent being like, oh, you're on hold for it. And I was like, what? No, no, I'm not. Like, I've only been in once. Anyway... They wanted to see me again just to make sure I had like the range in me because Phantom's such a huge thing. I went in that morning and within an hour I'd had the job. It was it was a really, really quick like turnover. And I was I was kind of like overwhelmed really because like I said, I really didn't think Phantom was in my reach. I'm more of like a I'm not as classically trained. Um and it's obviously a very classic uh, based show. Mm. Um, and it was, a, it was a wonderful year to kind of um, stretch my voice a little bit. I, I really found like my voice really improved throughout um, doing my year at Phantom. Uh, but yeah, it, it, was, it was another incredible job to be on really. Because <laughs> mm. was, was there any difference for you in, because it was your second town job after Les Mis, was there any differences in the two or was it like, just to get yeah. an amazing, overwhelming yeah. experience. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think every job is different for different reasons. Like you know, the people or just the show in general. Like every every like show that started at Phantom, I just like was so emotional because that overture is just so iconic mm. and stunning. And I think every day I was just like, wow, I really am like in Phantom of the Opera, like that's mental. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, as you can see, I'm a very grateful person. Yeah, I'm no, literally it saying it like every five seconds, but I just am like, I, I still can't believe I've done half the jobs that I've done up to now. So yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, like I said, it was that every, every, yeah, every job is different, I would say. Yeah. Mm. And then yeah. staying, staying on the classical, I'm really trying to thread this through. <laughs> really <laughs> staying on like you talk about the classics, I want to talk about West Side Story. Yeah. Um, was that the first time you went abroad with the show, was it? Yeah, so that was another amazing experience. It was, it was um, I think I went in like three times, I had to read in with like lots of different Tonys and um, different sides of the show. And then I was like kind of, oh, it's in Estonia, like, this is, this is mental, like, in a massive opera house in Estonia, and then I thought, yeah, do you know what, I really want this, and, and then when I got the job, like, just, I had to learn most of the music before I went, because we only had, I think, like, three weeks of uh, rehearsals before we, like, opened, yeah, so I had to learn it all, and it was, obviously, the music is just, like, timeless, and iconic, and so amazing, and, it was another like dream part really. And I got to play opposite a guy called Cameron Sharp and he was just phenomenal as well. And yeah, it was, it was a really wonderful experience. There was only five of us Brits that went over um, to do the show. The rest of the ensemble were from Estonia. So it was really interesting to like work with people from a different like country and see how they work and stuff. And mm-hmm. they obviously watched us and 
thought we were like so professional and things like that it was it was <laughs> it was a really cool experience yeah and I was there for I think six months on and off wow. um yeah it was a long time and we actually stayed inside the opera house which is really really cool um it was like a hotel yeah. in there is there or... yeah yeah well they have like a route like accommodation like you have a kitchen and you have beds and yeah wow. it was really really awesome so like I'd literally like wake up roll out of bed and go to rehearsals <laughs> it's great <laughs> great how did you find doing the show because I, I would you know I'm no uh, I'm no female musical theatre actor but I, uh, I imagine Maria's a hard sing or is it not I don't know what's your, what, for your voice was it hard sing or I had to really yeah I had to really really practice like some of the bits I was quite scared because I was like Oof, this is this is like difficult this is going to be a hard sing but I just think that the more you practice, the more perfect it's going to be. Um, I really do believe in that. Like if you just keep singing it and get it, get it into your body, um, the easier it will be. So I literally must have annoyed, like as I was living with my sister at the time, I must have annoyed her so much because I was just constantly, constantly singing <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I, I found that really, really helped and it eased my mind because I'm, I can be quite... I can be a bit of a perfectionist in a way um, and I need everything to like go right. <laughs> yeah. um, so I get, I get quite like frustrated or stressed if I'm like, Oh God, this is not sitting in my voice properly. But yeah, I've just found that practicing makes perfect really. Mm. I mean, you've got a lovely voice. I'm sure it was. Brilliant. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And then I want to as well, a, a recent job, a very recent job you did with uh, my fair lady yes again yeah. another lovely sunny country that wasn't England right <laughs> yeah yeah it was in Palermo in Italy and it was amazing it was it was a bit of a surprise job really I wasn't really expecting to do another job that year I kind of finished um like coming I came home from Estonia in kind of September time and I was like okay I'll have Christmas off I'll chill um and then my agent put me up for this I think they were literally only looking for like two girls because They'd, they'd already done the production, but it was going somewhere else and they needed two more people. Um, yeah, and I got the job and I was like, oh, wow, three weeks in Italy. That sounds like the absolute dream. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was amazing. And, and that as well was in like a massive um, opera house in Palermo. And honestly, it was just stunning. Like it was this huge, huge um, opera house. It was amazing. And I love doing the show because I... I didn't really know the show very well, um, but I just, yeah, I did ensemble in that and yeah, watching the leads because they were all so insane. Mm. Um, I really felt like I learned a lot on that job. Yeah. What, what's really interesting talking to you is, is um, I mean, I think you touched on it earlier on, is how grateful you, you, you yeah. seem about it all. Is that something that you notice in yourself or are you just like, just riding the wave as it comes? Yeah, I think, do you know what? When I was, little and like thinking of going to London so many people told me that I would never make it and so many people said to me oh you're too shy you'll be back within the week or whatever and I just remember I just so wanted to prove them wrong and and I just remember thinking a little girl from North Wales is doing what she loves and I just think that is just something to be so grateful for um like you know they say 
doing a job that you love is like not working a day in your life and that is literally what I feel like every day and I think that's just amazing and something I should be really proud and and grateful for so yeah (laughs) I think it's nice (laughs) yeah I think I think it is I think everyone should look at it in that way really Mm. and how Mm. do your parents look at you and your sister both in the theatre they're like oh god never gonna work (laughs) well after like literally bleeding them dry of all their money um (laughs) I think uh, they're so proud honestly they're so so proud um it it's always a an amazing feeling and quite emotional feeling when you have your family in the audience like that is always such a special moment for me um like knowing that they're out there watching like me do what I love and what they've paid for me to do like you know training and stuff like that and it just must be so rewarding for them and and they must feel happy that we feel happy do Mm. do you know what I mean so yeah (laughs) and I want to ask one more question if I can this has been Mm. such a blast today and I'm sorry to drag you away from no from COVID lockdown life (laughs) no don't honestly it's fine I've I've really enjoyed it oh bless you I Mm. want to ask you um what you think theatre's for you know with with you know for anyone listening to this in terms of time that yeah. started yesterday that's where we are for anyone listening to this at a different time <laughs> around December time and you know theatre is now starting back up again yeah and with it not being here I want to ask about what you think theatre's for and what what it does for society kind of thing I think it's an incredible like for me personally it's I see it as like an escapism like I love going to sitting in in an auditorium I love listening to the music I love watching actors and learning from them and it gives you time away from your own life do you know what I mean and like you know we've been saying that I've been seeing a lot over Twitter saying you know if we can't if we don't have an audience then we can't have shows I think people are very uh, nervous and scared about going to the theatre at this moment in time they don't really know if it's the right thing to do or not I'm going to the theatre for, the, for the first time on Sunday um, and I was a little bit apprehensive but I'm so excited to just be lost in a show and um, listen to music and see actors doing what they do best and things like that do you know what I mean mm. um, and you know I also wanted to say if there, if there are people listening and they are worried about whether they should go to theatre school or not, I would say just go for it. Um, Just believe in yourself and just always like have your own back. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, I could have easily said, you know, listen to people and gone, oh, actually, I shouldn't probably bother. I'm not going to be very good. But just back yourself and and believe in yourself and you'll go really, really far. I do believe that. So you yeah. stole that from me. I was going to ask if you had any advice <laughs> to finish with. You stole it from yeah, me. I thought it was a nice little way to just swoop <laughs> that in. <laughs> That's um, a lo- yeah. lovely little bit, though. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah I really do. Because you know, if I can do it, oh my god, anyone can do it. Absolutely, they can. As long as you work hard, that's such a a main thing. Like in college, I made sure I worked incredibly hard um, and learned a lot from from teachers and um took every experience I could really um so yeah definitely do that and and just the main thing is to believe in yourself because many people might not but if you do then that's all that matters really Mm. and I think especially with with um with everything going on uh, yeah anything more that people were you know with all that remember that about a few months ago there was all that whole retrain 
shit going oh, around. Oh god, yeah. Oh and my god, they just want to suppress it, aren't they? Pile of crap. Like, just don't <laughs> ever like retrain. It's ridiculous. Like, do what you love. Do you know what I mean? It is hard. I feel for the graduates that are graduating this year because obviously you're going into a non-existent industry at this moment in time because not much is happening. You know, I'd be honest and say over lockdown, I've had a max of three auditions because there's not much going on. And yeah, I'm happy to say that because, you know, it's not, it's not great at the minute, but you know, there's a lot of positivity, you know, there's a vaccine that's, you know, been, has, you know, been, uh, has come out and hopefully in the near future, like beginning of next year, maybe mid next year, we'll be back to, uh, yeah, more shows being open and more auditions and you can get a real idea of what the industry is like, really. <laughs> mm. Jade, this has been great and that's a lovely oh lovely thing to end on I, I want to thank you so much for today thank you oh so no thank you so much for asking me honestly I, I really loved it I've loved talking about it it's been great oh bless thanks again <laughs> thank you